What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. This is episode 115, an NFL Wednesday on a Wednesday. Sean and I did a little bit of housekeeping. We talked about the Antonio Brown thing very briefly. We had to mention it. Everybody else in the world has. Following that, we broke down the games from last week. We talked about every single game in depth and gave our opinions. After that, we recapped our picks from last week. I went 2-2. Two and two. Sean went a lowly 1-3. and three. Then we made our picks for this week, and obviously we had the much-anticipated Sperm Bank pick of the week again. So follow us on Twitter, at SorrySports. Follow us on Instagram, Sorry underscore sports. Check out the greatest website in the world, SorrySports.com. And if you have anything to say, shoot us an email, SorrySports at Yahoo.com. We'll be back on Monday with the Monday Rundown. Enjoy the pod. everybody welcome back to the podcast it's sorry to interrupt we're here to go for our first football wednesday honestly after the season has already started i am ready to go for this tom how about yourself what's going on happy wednesday it is 9 11 so never forget never forget um obviously 18 years man that's that's pretty crazy to think about uh, i was in fourth grade and i just remember teachers coming out and you know crying and yep. we weren't allowed to take the buses back it was really yes, obviously sir. you know i remember that too um i was in second grade because i'm young you are young um, um all right so never forget with that being said yep some uh, shitty news recently that we have to talk about Antonio Brown. As we said, we would snap. never. We were just going to talk about games this week, and that was our full intention. And, and then yesterday we happened. We were wrong. Yeah. Yes. So I actually kind of made light of the helmet and everything, the foot situation, and said, "Hey, at least we don't have to deal with um, some domestic violence or anything like that." Looks like I spoke too soon. This is the NFL. We're well, it wasn't about. domestic violence, it but yeah, rape. it yeah. was Which is um, just as bad. Yeah. He, Antonio Brown, obviously everybody knows this by now. It's been out for about 24 hours is being accused of rape, um, by his former trainer, uh, from that he's known since college. Now keep in mind, he is being sued, but he is not being brought this up. Is it be, this is being, uh, this is being accused in, in a civil court. So, you know, criminal charges are not being brought against him so all we're gonna say at least all i'm gonna say is i'm just gonna wait for this thing to play out yeah i, I, don't, don't, have I don't have the facts we I don't, don't have it, it is not any it if doesn't do true, anybody any good to speculate obviously if what happened or what's being accused did happen you know that's a whole new ball game and we'll address that if and when that happens otherwise i've always subscribed to the innocent improve until proven guilty listen antonio brown has made negative headlines for a while now, but they have only had to do with the football teams he's played for it has nothing to do with anything else as we addressed Monday. And of course, you know, like you said, it's the NFL. Uh, hopefully it's not true. That's all I'm going to say. Hopefully it's not true because, uh, anytime these kind of charges are brought up against anybody, um, you just hope to God that that was not actually the case because it's a heinous act that you can't really even contemplate happening so with that being said let's talk I, a little football yeah i think it's time to get into our games do we have and to talk as, about the jets or can we skip as we did with last year dude we are starting with the motherfucking locals and they really are just that well we'll start with your new york yeah we did uh we'll get started with your new york jets 
Bills beat the Jets 17-16. The Jets held a 16-point lead into the second half. And look at what happened, dude. Same old fucking Jets. Isn't it amazing? Head coaches change, players change, quarterbacks change. Uniform stays the same, though. Well, not no. These are new uniforms now. They're ugly as sin, by the way. I don't know how you feel. Do you really? Oh, I can't stand it. Because I think, honestly, the Jets before this had the ugliest jersey in the league, so I was just looking for a change. Um, I like them. All right. I really do. Well, it didn't bring them any better fortune, at least not yet. So give me your analysis from this game, and then we will talk about it a little bit more in detail. Okay, so first half, obviously both offenses look pretty terrible. The Bills were moving the ball, but thanks to basically C.J. Mosley, who had an absolute monster game, big-time signing by the Jets, they didn't put any points up on the board with a pick six by Mosley and a recovered fumble. Um, defensively, I was happy with everything I saw from the Jets. To give up 17 points, that's good. From the Bills, I like... Not all in the second half. That's well, no. a That's a botch job by a defense. No, man. absolutely. But I don't blame the defense at all for this game. Obviously, you can blame the kicker because, again, the Jets lost by a point. The guy missed an extra point and a field goal. That's... It's not the fucking kicker's fault when you're an absolutely anemic offense. Aside from Lev Bell and Jamison Crowder, there was literally nothing being done. Um, Bill's side, I'll just talk about real quick. It might um, not be select individually his fault, but you're a kicker. You can't miss four points on no, the board. No, not at all. But again, they signed that guy off the street about a week ago because their kicker who made the Pro Bowl, I believe, last year yeah, retired they didn't, they didn't, in late August. Well, they didn't, re- they didn't retain him. They didn't want to pay him. Unbelievable, man. Unfucking believable Well, they ought to pay somebody now because I, I don't ever want anybody to lose their job, but I got a pretty good feeling that kid's cut. I hate to say it. Um, from the Bills' side, I like their running back. He looks shifty. Um, and Allen looked pretty poised in the pocket until the Jets got a little pressure on him. Um, John Brown looked good as well, and the, that's the perfect guy for a deep ball threat like him to throw it to is, that, is Josh Allen with that big arm. <clears throat> but back to the Jets. I'm getting a little choked up here. This is very emotional. It's only taken one week. My fucking baby boy looked, aside from a few glimmers of hope where he drove the ball down the field once or twice, didn't look terrible. Good. Didn't look good. The offense looked anemic, aside from Le'Veon Bell, who he's always fallen forward with his runs. He also caught a touchdown pass. I liked what I saw from him, especially coming off not playing football for whatever they said, 400 days or something crazy like that. Now, the thing that I really noticed was, have you ever seen this many passes get batted down in one game? It was a lot. Sam Darnold had like six passes get batted down. Now, I don't know. I think he had two in the last drive. Yeah, the last two fucking plays. Yeah. I I don't know what, like maybe his timing is off or maybe he's throwing at a low angle. I I don't know what's going on, but he's definitely got to figure that out. Because now these defensive linemen and all these guys rushing the passer, they know if they can't get there, they're just going to jump up and bat it down. That's what they're trained to do. I was just really disappointed with this team. I was absolutely heartbroken. It was a, it was a tough way to start the start the year. And you said it on the last pod or two pods ago, the Jets always win. They get off to a hot start in their opener. And they didn't even do that this year. So I'm hoping maybe they flip the script and they actually make the playoffs and they just suck in their opening game. But I don't feel good. I don't feel good at all. Especially with, um, they did trade for Demarius Thomas, but Anunwa's down for the year with another neck injury. And you got to believe that's career ending. Yeah, you can't tough have that stuff. many. Cur- you can't have that many neck injuries. No, not at all. That's really tough. I bet you he tries to come back from it, but I don't know how it's going to work out for him. Robbie Anderson, I think he got like two targets, maybe four targets. I think he had one catch. 
I need more out of you. Aside from that, it, it, just all around, bad job. What I took away from this game, one, the Bills should have won this game by about 25 points. They shot themselves in the foot the entire first half. Allen was making some plays, but then he'd throw a pick. And, you know, Mosley with that interception returns it for a touchdown. Um, you're feeling pretty good about that Jet defense. And then, but the penalties on both sides. You know, the Bills, I think they had like eight penalties in the first half, five, uh, seven penalties in the first half. I mean, every time that it seemed like they had momentum, they shot themselves in the foot. So that's an undisciplined thing that they're going to have to get taken care of. They they dodged a bullet getting out of there with a win, but, you know, they really didn't play well. They should have they hung easily 24, 27 points on the Absolutely. Jets. Absolutely. And now you look at the Bills, and they have a chance to start off 2-0 and on the road. Both Just by playing in MetLife. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other things I'm taking away, that Bills defense is really freaking good. And we kind of knew that going into the season. Frenchy talked about a lot of the guys that they have on that defense. And, of course, the drafting of Ed Oliver out of Houston gives them another elite pass rusher. They seem to really adopt um, Sean McDermott's kind of defense. And they fly after the ball, and they were batting down. They were causing a lot of problems for Darnold. As to the Jets side, I'm looking at this. Darnold... I got to. We got to see him take the next step. And he took his lumps last year on a bad team. We want to see him be better. We knew Buffalo was going to pose some problems for him, but you're up 16 points. I know the kicker isn't you know single-handedly the reason for a loss, but again, when you're not a good enough team to you know blow teams out, you are going to have to trust that your kicker will at least make an extra point and a field goal. Whoever they bring in. He's going to have to figure that out because this is a game. Yeah, it wasn't just the kicker's fault. The defense folded in the second half. Allen completely took charge of that game, driving the ball up and down the field when Mosley was out. Uh, the offense didn't do anything. And the kicking was, you know, you can't leave four points on the scoreboard if you're not a, if you're Absolutely. not the New England Patriots or the New Orleans Saints or teams like this that put up big time points. You cannot leave four points on you the know field, what, it's, it's especially shame. at home. Shame on the front office. I mean, you pull this guy off the street. He's missing everything in warm-ups, according to the announcers. He wasn't able to kick at MetLife prior to that day because the night before there was a soccer match at MetLife, so he wasn't able to get out there and start kicking. They had gotten him from the Vikings on, like, Thursday or Friday. Unfucking believable The other thing I'll say about him, too, Adam Gase, really not a very creative offense. Now, I understand you're not dealing with an incredible amount of talent. Le'Veon Bell is an upgrade. You know, you got Jamison Crowder. I think he had like 13 catches. He was all over the place, yeah, but they're not hundred yards. Yeah, they're not deep ball plays. So but you have one of the best deep ball receivers in the fucking yeah, league. That's Sling the thing, the though. Darnold thing. getting Darnold getting pressured. The offensive line didn't look good. Not at all. And this is going to be a problem. And listen, you know me. I, I I always talk about the offensive line being imperative to the quarterback having success and that's not just me everybody who knows anything about football would say that when we talk about my team in a second we'll address that but for Darnold you've got you are known for being able to make plays out of the pocket and he even did in this game he did so. but he he's he's got a lot of room for growth and we're going to see him Monday night against Cleveland Cleveland's got when we talk about them, they have a lot to prove after their week one performance. That's a must-win game. Because if you go down 0-2 with your first two games at home, 
that's a that's a season that's now spiraling out of control, looking for four or five wins again, staring you right in the face. And you cannot have that if you're the New York Jets because they made moves to make themselves better than they were last year. I'm not sure if they're a playoff team, but they're expected to be better than the four wins they had last year. And if they get off to an 0-2 start, you might not get that. So that's the Jets case. Moving on to my New York football giants. What a great start. They get a three and out by Dallas on their first possession. The Giants move the ball on down the field. Eli makes plays. Barkley has a couple huge runs. They're up 7 nothing, And then the rest of the game happened. <laughs> Listen, we knew this was going to happen, especially when you're playing a Dallas team that looks like a top-five team in the league. That offense was – they were throwing the ball deep. They were airing it out. Dak looked incredible. I think he's going to get that money if he keeps playing like this. That Kellen whatever is Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore offense. They're airing it out a little bit more. The clapper had a lot to clap about. Ezekiel Elliott um, didn't play as many snaps as expected because he didn't need to. The game got out of hand. The game was out of hand. Pollard was getting a lot of run, but I mean, listen, they have two big time receivers in Dallas because Michael Gallup and Dak Prescott look to be on the same page and. I'm really liking that. I mean, I know it's only week one, but I'm really liking that Dallas to win the division pick. Hey, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and Will, please don't get upset. I'm gonna call it how it is. Dak Prescott made every throw that a professional, good tier three, tier two quarterback makes. He had a lot of wide open avenues. Did you see that touchdown pass that he threw to that tight end there down the seam? Um, Couldn't be more wide open. I mean, I, I, there was nobody even in the TV screen. Mm-hmm. The giant, the, the secondary. I mean, dude, they they weren't they were not even competitive. I mean, Gallup wide open every single time. A Cooper was just torching them. The tight Howdy ends. Witten had his regular regular receptions. The other tight end there, the name's deceiving me, but he's right down the middle. He made some big-time plays. Elliott's taken. The offensive line looked very good. How did the safety out of Michigan uh, play? Dude, the entire secondary was awful. They gave up 35 points, and they had, I think, had given up four consecutive touchdown drives. So the OBJ trade looks tough so far. But they were doing this with him. Like you're not the New York Giants were not are not winning football games regardless of who's playing wide receiver. It could be. Odell Beckham, it could be... Um, um, by the way, how did Cleveland do with Odell Beckham playing? Right. So, if the defenses on the on the Browns and Giants are going to have days like they had on Sunday, it doesn't matter if you have Randy Moss, Jerry Rice, and Odell Beckham all in the same wide receiving court, all in their primes. You're not going to win those games because you're giving up 35, 40 points every day. Now, the Giants' defense, there were nine players on this defense that, did, that started Sunday that did not start last year. That's a huge overhaul of personnel. I am going to give Betcher the benefit of the doubt that it's going to take a couple of games to get shit figured out. The Cowboys are good enough offensively to make you pay for those you know, personnel mistakes. I don't understand why Antonio Hamilton played 35 snaps in that game. He looked like, I mean, he was a body bag on defense. There was, He could not do anything. I don't know where Corey Ballantyne was. He didn't come in till late. I would have liked to see them switch up anything. Now I'm going to get to the offense. Eli played fine. Eli will never be the reason you win a game. But you know what? He was not the reason they lost that game. There Saquon, one where is Saquon Barkley? He he had 15 touches. There was a third and one where they have Eli rolling out with Eli Penny in the backfield. Please tell me how that makes sense. There's one play that I'll fault Eli for, and yeah. it's in the red zone. 
It was. Oh yeah, you down. can't do that. He can't rolled out and he took a sack. Yeah, throw can't the do fucking that. ball. Throw, and and that's the thing. He you have to know at Terrible this point. Decision making. You have to throw the ball out of bounds and take a field goal. You don't have to make things work. But that's typical Eli. When he knows his defense is getting gouged, he's trying to make something out of nothing, and oftentimes it turns to nothing, especially at this point in his career. He made a couple of throws. His numbers were fine. Evan Ingram, big Evan Ingram game. had a really good day. Um, Sterling Shepard suffered a concussion. He is out for week two. That's not good, uh, especially with how decimated they already are at receiver. Um, but again, the play calling decisions on Shermer, and he was questionable last year. I don't understand. The offensive line seemed to have been playing well. Why is Eli Penny in there on a third and one and a fourth and one? Why are you rolling Eli out? A lot of my concerns were, and this is conspiracy Sean talking. I definitely don't believe this, but I was kind of commenting this to Frenchie during the game. I was like, doesn't it feel like the way that they're organizing this game plan that Shermer almost is making it a point to say, not only are we going to win this game, but I will... I will completely nix any kind of quarterback controversy because Eli will be the reason we win this game. It almost seemed that way. I don't believe it, but it almost seemed that way with some of the play calling decisions because Barkley on that first possession had that 30-something yard run. I'm like, this guy, just give him the ball. His first fumble from um, after kindergarten, I heard. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Like, So you're not going to win games like that. Eli is not a guy who can play from behind anymore. You're going to have to keep the game close, have some positive yardage, and run get the him third, ball. third and threes, third and fours, let him con- let him convert those. Um, why, I are this- not, why are you not getting the ball in the hands of the most electric guy in the NFL? And you, remember that Eagle game last year when they were up, I believe, 19 nothing in Philadelphia? I think it was like week 14. And they stopped running. And they just stopped giving Saquon the ball and the Eagles came back. And at that point it almost seemed like, okay, load management rookie year. I get it. But that was when they were still fighting for the playoffs. They had won like four or five. And I think they were only one and a half games out of the, out of the uh, wild card. And I'm, I'm just wondering, I have a lot of questions about Shermer and they're the same questions from last year. I'm not seeing any creativity in this offense. I'm not seeing you put the ball in the hands of the best player on offense. I'm not seeing you design plays to make Eli more successful. Eli Manning rolling out on third and one without the offensive line pulling and Eli Penny in the back in the backfield is not a recipe for success. That's a recipe for a lot of what we've seen from the last few years of Giants football, which is very bad offense and very bad Eli. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, But to give the Cowboys credit, Seriously, their defense was really, really good. We look great. The, the defensive front was was tenacious. Their offensive line looked back to being their strong form. This is an elite team. And if Dak has time like he did all day and his receivers are open, again, like I feel like I have to def- like prop him up from like shit-talking him. I just said he was a Tier 3 quarterback. By the way, you can win with Tier 3 quarterbacks. Absolutely. I said he wasn't a Top 10 quarterback. I got to call you to the carpet about another guy that you put in the bottom tier. Oh yeah, well we will <laughs> we will talk about those for sure. And again, that was this is overreaction Wednesday for us. This is re- overreacting to the first week of the season. But Dak played awesome, over 400 yards, four touchdown passes. What more can you ask from your starting quarterback? They're Frenchy said they're a top three. They're this one of the top three teams in the uh, entire NFC. After uh, after Sunday, it certainly looks that way. Absolutely. I mean, anybody would be a top three team if you get to play the Giants every single week. Now, before we move on to the next game. What did you see? One series of Daniel Jones. You saw a little bit of him. He ended the game on a fumble. Not ended really the game on a fumble, but fault. then came in. I think he went 
three of four passing, something like that. Get him a couple of reps. I, I like that's it. A, that's the time. I mean, I thought that if you're going to bring him in, they should have brought him in earlier. Yeah. Uh, at that point, it really didn't make any sense to bring him in other than the fact just get Eli out of the game. Again, I'm not really going to be able to judge Aaron, or, uh, Daniel Jones on anything until he's starting. Or until he comes in when the game is still at hand. When it matters. At that point, the Cowboy defense was in prevent and just trying to get off the field, run the clock down, give the Giants easy conversions, and get the hell out of there. Absolutely. It just looked like an extension of the preseason, which Mm -hmm. doesn't mean much. Um, But let's move on to the Thursday night game, which we briefly talked about during our picks. Sorry, Short. I hope everybody listened to that. Um, That game set football back, what do you say, 35, 40 years? Well, they were they're celebrating their centennial, and it looked like 1920. Yeah, Andrew Luck. Uh, Andrew Luck. I'm sorry, he's not playing. Aaron Rodgers um, played good for about two and a half possessions. That was two and a half possessions more than Mitchell Trubisky. He looked fucking terrible, and both defenses looked really good. Now the Packers. We knew about the Bears' defense being excellent, probably a top two defense in the league. The Packers, I think. They drafted what six defensive players this year? Yeah, they Something went like all that? defense, basically all defense. Yeah, because they looked great. Um, I mean, this division was, was is that be really more good defense or just awful Trubisky? Because remember, that offense for Chicago did not play a single snap together in the preseason, not one. I think it was a mixture of both. I think that the Packers' defense is going to be much improved this year from last year, but. I mean, I can't just sit here and tell you that they were the, you know, the 80, whatever, 85 Bears out there dominating because Trubisky looked terrible. Absolutely brutal. That team looked awful. And, and what's his face? LaFleur is supposed to be this offensive guy. I didn't see shit. You're talking about from Green Bay's perspective. From him and then as well as uh, the coach on the other side. Oh, Matt Nagy in Matt Chicago. Nagy, yeah. yeah, both Matts. And they both, they both look like fucking garbage. And... I mean, I'll see how long this lasts with Rodgers, but a couple more games like this, and Rodgers is going to be real snarky in the press conference. Yeah, it almost seemed like they were just happy to get out of there with the win because both teams sucked. There was clear rustiness. Neither quarterback played a down in preseason. We kind of have seen this over the last few years, and we talked about it when we gave our picks, right? Like on our sorry short, we said, you know, this is how it is now. It's always kind of been this way, but it's so much more profound now that the preseason is basically just practice, except for the fact the starters don't even practice in these games. So what I took from it was this. Do I think Trubisky's that bad? No. I think that, you know, I have my questions on Trubisky, and part of why I picked the Bears to win the division again was more about their defense, and I thought that if they were able to run the same kind of offense as last year, which is Trubisky not having to make you know, do or die plays or put the, put the game in his hands. That's, that's a, that's, they're very capable of winning a lot of games. Obviously their defense held down green Bay. Um, it was just an ugly, absolutely Terrible game. awful game. As far as the Packers, all of your concerns were valid, but I thought the most disconcerting thing that I took away from this game was afterwards when forgive me, uh, the defensive player for green Bay said, we wanted to make Trubisky play quarterback. Mm. That is not something rough stuff. that anybody wants to hear because that means thing. that they wanted to make him beat them and they couldn't. And like you said, you were questioning Nag- you questioned LaFleur, but I'm going to question Nagy's play calling. 
where that was the most vanilla bland. It looked like a Pat Shermer offense the way that he's running with the Giants. <laughs> Rough. It, awful. There, there was nothing creative about that. There was nothing using um, using uh, Any Trubisky's Any mobility, yeah. his his strength, his anything. No rollouts, no trick plays. Just absolutely. He was awful. a drop back passer, and that's not his strength. That's not his. And strength. the other thing I have a question about is, you go out and you get this guy in the second or the third round out of Iowa State, Montgomery. Yeah, where the hell was he? You sign Mike Davis off the scrap heap, and he he quadruples his carries. Montgomery's got five carries, and all you're doing is talking about him in the preseason. Let the guy run. And those carries, actually, those five carries were good. Yeah, he looked amazing, and I'm kind of salty because he's on one of my fantasy teams. I know no one cares. But nonetheless, I feel like the Bears would have given themselves a fighting chance. But I chance. do, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I care. And I felt like if, if they had had established a halfway decent running game, that's going to open up your offense. Yeah, that was a bad game. I'm looking for rebounds from both of those teams. I mean, obviously, the Packers, listen, in the NFL, a win is a win, regardless of how you get it. Matt LaFleur won his first game in the league. Um, we're going to see what ends up taking place, you know, heading forward here. Green Bay has another uh, divisional game playing uh, home. They're hosting Minnesota this week. So we'll see what they do there. Minnesota off a very impressive game, which we'll talk about later. All right, let's move on to the Sunday games. After we talked already about locals, we did the Thursday night national game. Awful way to start the season, but I thought the Sunday was really good. Chiefs beat the Jaguars 40-26 to in Jacksonville. Nick Foles goes down with, I believe, a collarbone injury. He's going to be out for like half the season. No, dude, he's not coming back. Week 11 at the earliest. Oof, that's rough. Now, the rookie played pretty well. Gardner Minshew yeah. out of Washington State. He played pretty well. They went out and got Josh Dobbs. I think Minshew's going to start. Their wide receivers down there, DJ Chark, uh, DD Westbrook, and the other guy that I can't remember his name looked pretty good. Heard a little bit from Leonard Fournette, but let's actually talk about the team where the offense looked electric, and that is Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, and they put a 40-burger on one of the best defenses in the league, and I still think they are one of the best defenses in the league. The Kansas City Chiefs are just out of this world. Um, Mahomes is spreading the ball around. He looks even better than last year, if that's like even physically possible and he did it without obviously Kareem Hunt and he did it without Tyreek Hill who you talk about karma I mean the guy went out with an injury and he made Sammy Watkins well listen I I'm good with karma until I found out that was like it it was an injury where that cost him internal bleeding and he had to go to the hospital like that's Ah, a big deal that sucks yeah no you're absolutely right about that maybe I was a little strong with my karma comment but he finally, and, and Andy Reid finally made Sammy Watkins look like the guy that was drafted out of Clemson six years ago when he was getting all this hype from uh, from Buffalo. That guy's going to be like a top 10 wide receiver. Hey, he got a quarterback year. for the first time in his career. Well, he played there last year, and he was up and down, but this year he just looks like he's going to be money. And obviously Kelsey did his thing. The two-headed monster of um, Carlos Hyde. No, not Carlos Hyde. He's on... Texas. Yeah. I'm talking about Shady McCoy. Yeah, there you go. Shady McCoy and um, obviously Damian Williams looked great. This offense, I mean, I don't give a shit. for. I know you said defense is important, and we say that all the time. I don't give a shit about their defense because they're just going to outscore every team. Maybe not. I'll give a shit about their defense come playoff time. Well, see, that's that's the thing. I mean, they're going to win these kind of games. I mean, I... Even if Foles was stayed healthy, because by the way, that the play he got hurt on, that touchdown pass he threw was a dime. He just dropped that over the corner, right in the corner in the end zone, and was very impressive. Um, but without him, I mean, I don't care who's playing, who's playing quarterback for for the other team. I mean, you you know that you're gonna have to just 
you're you're airing it out, and you have to have a perfect day because Mahomes, at least in the regular season, he's not going to be denied. Jacksonville is a very good defense, but not not top tier. They're not two thousand Ravens defense. So the way I took out of that game is it looked like twenty eighteen again mm-hmm. for the Kansas City Chiefs. The Vikings hosted the Falcons and just kicked their asses. And boy, did I look dumb because I had the Falcons winning the NFC South. I had, I was feeling real strong about them, and they put up 12 points. Uh, Kirk Cousins looked like last year was an anomaly, and he felt more comfortable, and he really threw the ball well. How Don't about, get fooled by Kirk Cousins. I'm not. In week one, hey, listen, I, pay, I, pay, I didn't even pick them as a playoff team, nice. but how about Dalvin Cook? He looks electric. Wow. And then you know what they say? The ACL shot out of a cannon. Two-year injury to come back from and be fully healthy, and he looked fully healthy. Now I understand why they let Latavius Murray walk and go to the Saints because they don't fucking need him. He looked incredible. That offense was clicking on all cylinders. Cousins really didn't even have to pass that much because they were up so big very early. Um, that offense looked great, and I'll tell you what, that defense looked great too. Damn good, and we knew their defense was going to be good. Yeah. Their defense was still good last year in a down year, and their their coach is a defensive guy. So. Yeah, Zimmer, I I always trust Zimmer. Absolutely, and, and I I took more out of this game. It's like, listen, the Vikings. I know I didn't pick them to go to the playoffs this year, but I still have a lot of respect for them. They're a damn good team. Zimmer's a great coach. It's gonna cut. They're gonna go as far as Cousins takes them. But I was just so underwhelmed by what I saw out of Atlanta. I really expected more I from think, them. And the, they're, they're going to be hosting Philly on Sunday Night Football this week. We'll see I if they can the get Falcons up for that. I think the Falcons aren't this bad. I didn't pick them to make the playoffs, but they can't be this bad with all those weapons. That's they all I'm going to say right? about that. They can't. Their, their offensive line did not look much better. It looked like they, they just, spent a lot of money and a lot of picks on it. Yeah, dude, I couldn't agree more. It looked like they just went to Minnesota and got punked. Yep. First week of the season. Obviously, we can only react to one week because that's all we have. Now, this game I am very excited to talk about. I'm going to let you go first on this one. Titans 43, Browns 13. Well, I'm glad, and we'll talk about this game next. I'm glad you talked me out of the Browns making the playoffs and going with the Baltimore Ravens. I know they played Miami, but they look fucking great. This game. Did you really think that much of Tennessee before this game? No, but you know what? Mariota did just enough. To win the game because they let Derrick Henry literally run all over everyone. Uh, the rookie Brown looked great. Corey Davis was MIA yet again. That's kind of a waste of a first-round pick thus far. But nonetheless, and the ageless Delaney Walker, he looked incredible. Welcome back for him. Yes, welcome back for him after dislocating that ankle last year. He looked incredible. And you know what? Good win all around. Good for Vrabel. Good for the team. But let's talk about the story at hand that I'm sure everybody's talking about and Cleveland's River is back on fire and um, they look terrible. Baker looked really, really, really bad. Um, Me picking him as a tier three quarterback doesn't look too hot right now. Um, They just sucked. They really sucked. And their defense was brutal. Hey, I picked them as one of my picks this week. I was I was wrong. I I thought that they were gonna ride the momentum of having the A team CBS team was there of uh, Nance and Romo and there was all the hype and they would got kind of a gift in my opinion getting to play the Titans who couldn't even win a home game last year to get into the playoffs. Did and, you see they kicked Phil Sims out of the booth this year? No, he dude he's been out since Romo came in. I, uh, yeah, but they put some other guy in the booth to do the Jets game, and I didn't like him at all. No, Sims hasn't done the booth in like three years. I want him back. He's been in the studio. No, because he was the eight, he was the color commentator on the uh, put him on uh, with the Nance. B team. It's better than the studio. I don't know, man. 
Whatever. Whatever. Not the point, but again, you're like three years behind. Um, Whatever. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, I feel like you're going to a lot of Red Zone. Um, I do watch a lot of Red Zone channel. Clearly. Um, But no, what I'm taking from this game is it's all Browns to me. I mean, I will give... This I will give the Titans credit well, for exactly to, the reasons with a, with a you 43, did. Thirteen score, you kind of got. No, I will for sure. But listen, when the quarterback on the other team gifts gift wraps you points and possessions, and the offensive linemen, I mean, they were down to their third string right tackle or left tackle, I believe, after Robinson got thrown out of the game. Freddie Kitchens had absolutely no control of that team. They looked com- completely, completely distracted. They were undisciplined. They were committing penalties left and right, unsportsmanlikes, you know, bitching and moaning. There was just a bad feel around that team. And I told you. Now, this is not... I picked them to win the game, so I was clearly wrong about that. But this was my concern about them as an overall team and how they were going to fare this year. This team has just been propped up by any and everybody for being this Super Bowl contending team that's going to have this juggernaut offense. And why do we question Baker? How can anybody question Baker? He won five games last year. Sorry, four. All right, I don't need to hear about how great Baker Mayfield is yet. I need to see him win. And in his first game where he actually had pressure on him, he folded like a tent, like a cheap tent. Played like dogs, all of them. Absolutely disgraceful performance by a We're team that's supposed to be better. I loved every second of this. And Odell wearing the watch. I'm so happy I don't have to deal with those kind of shenanigans anymore. $350,000. And again, I'm going to wear it again. See, again, these are all little distractions. This is not Antonio Brown, and I don't want anybody to compare the two. But it's still a distraction. You have your quarterback chirping on GQ, talking about how much of a joke Daniel Jones pick was because you have to win in college, which doesn't make any sense when you just roll back the tape of every great quarterback in the NFL. Most of them actually did not have much success in college. Uh, A guy named Tom Brady didn't even start. How's he doing? So already a stupid comment talking about other teams. Odell, obviously not over the Giants, clearly. He had a good game. He's going to have a great game. He's the best wide receiver in the league. Fine. This whole field, the Freddie Kitchens, try to tough guy act, bullshit. You, I still don't know how he ended up getting this head coaching job. We have to move on to the next slate of games, but I can't talk enough shit about the Browns. Pathetic. They rolled out there like a bunch of absolute dogs. Hilarious. And now they get to go into MetLife and play your Jets where we talked about how the Jets season is on the line. If the Browns fall to 0-2, you're going to start seeing Odell chirping at Baker, Baker chirping back, Landry somewhere in the background, Freddie Kitchens trying to, you know, do all he can to contain it. It's going to become a dumpster fire like it often is in Cleveland. What did you call the Raptors a couple years ago? Chokers. Choke no. artists, right? No, you called them something else. We'll have to come up with I that. don't know. I have a bunch of... Gutless. Gutless, that's, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Is that what you would consider this performance? Absolutely gutless. Yeah. Okay. okay. For sure. No doubt about it. There's right. not enough negative things I can say about the Browns from this game. All right, so let's move on to another And I loved team. every second of it because I hate teams that talk like that. Just hate them. They haven't proven shit. I know they really upset you with your boy Daniel Jones. Um... So let's let's move on to another gutless team, and that's the Miami Dolphins. Three quarters of the team have already asked for a trade uh, since this game. Baltimore Ravens look great. Lamar Jackson looked like a quarterback, but he did it against the Miami Dolphins. I'm not going to get too excited, and he didn't really even have to run the ball. He had an incredible week. That team was great. Hollywood Brown had a big time game, and they just looked really good against 
probably, I think they might go 0-16. Well, especially if they trade. I mean, you think about the talented guys on that team that asked for trades. Who else are they playing? I mean, that looked like a team that wanted no part of playing. And I give, I actually will give more credit to the Ravens for this because of this reason. Lamar, we heard Lamar Jackson proclaim, you're going to see an offense run like you've never seen before. What do the Ravens do after that really bad rookie performance in the playoff game by Lamar against L.A.? We are going to give him weapons. So you bring in Mark Ingram. You bring in Hollywood Brown and Miles Boykin in the draft. You have your second-year tight end. Tight ends. Hayden Hurst, too. Yeah, he's well, he, that's... He's Hayden this, Hurst and the other guy, Mark yeah, Andrews they, or whatever. Listen, they is. are set up on offense, and their line is good, too. And this was like an offense that I haven't seen. Because when you can see the RPOs. They've translated clearly into the NFL. But when you see a guy like Lamar Jackson run it, and you have the speed of Hollywood Brown, and you have the precise route running and ability to catch basically anything in traffic in Miles Boykin. You have the tight ends. You have the you have um, you have Ingram running the ball. This team is locked and loaded. Of course they're not nearly as good as the performance that they had on Sunday. Mahomes doesn't do that every week. But they lit up a pathetic team. And for a team that's not the Patriots or the Chiefs and teams that kind of need to make statements I, I thought that this was just, you took advantage of an awful, awful team, and that was like an offense I haven't seen. I mean, it was like watching a Madden game in yep, real life. Absolutely. All right, so Great quote, by on. the way, by Lamar at the end. Did you see that? Uh, he said something about a quarterback. Not bad for a running back. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was awesome. I, I wish him the best. I hope he has a great year. All right, so let's move on to the next game. The Rams went to Carolina and beat the Panthers by three. Pretty good game. Um, not as much run as you'd expect from Todd Gurley, but... I guess full go for Sean McVay means I'm going to run Malcolm Brown in a few series because I want to keep this guy healthy. Um, they Obviously, Goff spread the ball around a lot. Their defense did not look too good, but the Panthers have a lot of weapons on offense, and Cam did not look great, but he looked decent. I think decent's a perfect word. That's exactly what he looked, and McCaffrey had a big day. Which he you expect. Incredible. He is so good. I mean, Remember I, we, when they said that he was just going to be an outside guy? Well, he's fucking running dudes over. Yeah. No, he's... I mean, but if you watch his workouts and, like, the way he's dedicated himself since he's been in the league to just being an all-purpose, the best all-purpose back, he's incredible, dude. He I really know. is. That was a really good game. Both. It seemed like both teams were kind of, you know, working out the kinks and... Feeling each other out for most of the game, it was kind of like a like a heavyweight fight where guys were you know each fighter was kind of back into the corner, throw a couple jabs here, back away, back away. You're waiting for the climax there, and it just didn't happen. You look at the Rams. That's a game that if you're going to win the NFC, you got to win. You go out, you start off on the East Coast, you play a team that is a little beaten down, and you're not sure about the quarterback, and they go in and they handle business with a road win. Uh, to open the season. Good win for McVay and and uh, and for Goff. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to the next game. Eagles-Redskins. This game was very, very one-sided for the first half, Weird. and then it turned into the other team's one-sided performance in the second. Carson Wentz back. He looks great. Took him, took him a half, around. buddy. Took him a half, but he got his sea legs back, and he looked incredible. Um, another another question mark. I don't understand why Miles Sanders wasn't getting more run. Another big rookie running back that they went and got, but 
hey, they got the dub. He that's played all that well when he played, though. Exactly. I think they, they wanted to get Sproles back into the equation, and he played well. Yes, he did as well. Um, on the limited amount of carries that he got or, or touches that he got, he played really well. Um, with the Eagles, though, and this concerned me, and this is why I didn't pick them to win the division, that secondary looks really bad. Really bad. If you're letting Case Keenum, and listen, he's been a good quarterback in this league. I got to give Case Keenum credit where it's due. But if you're letting him air it out on a Washington Redskins team that I don't even know who their best wide receiver is. I guess it's the rookie that they went and picked up this year. Jordan Reed's out of the game. You got Vernon Davis looking like it's 2005 when he was playing for San Francisco. That's not good. I'm not going to overreact because in the second half they were nails. No, you're right. It was the first half that, and it, and I, I feel like again, I still worry about that. They were the home, no, and that's fair. I mean, they definitely have their questions, but I'm not going to react like they gave up, you know, 45 points. They gave up 17 in the first half. Wentz was not really clicking on all cylinders. They had some short possessions, um, and Washington kind of just started with a little bit more energy than they did, and then like most great teams do they make second half adjustments go out there and handle business and they hold washington scoreless they scored what, 30, 35 unanswered yeah and djax just looks right in an eagles uniform i know you probably hate the guy because oh, he's dis- an eagle but disgusting he lit it up it's he absolutely josh disgusting. norman the business oh yeah well norman's been cooked now for a few years yeah, absolutely but uh yeah that was that was a that was a domination from one receiver to to one corner for yes. sure. All right, so let's move on to the next game, and this was one of the better games of the weekend. The San Diego Chargers beat nope, L.A. Chargers. The San Diego Chargers. I'm going to keep calling them that because they play in a soccer stadium and they don't even have fans, unfortunately for them. Beat the Indianapolis Colts. What was it? Thirty two. It was thirty to twenty four. It took overtime. So you got the Colts to cover in your pick. That's your one win of the week. So good job by you on that one. Oof. Jacoby Brissett looked very serviceable. Sure did. Marlon Mack had a decent game. Um, I will say the one thing that really stood out to me was that they really, really missed Derwin James. Over you the think? middle. <laughs> there was a lot of deep balls caught. I can tell you that there was a lot of passes over the middle and that just sucks because I felt like he was the one player on that team that you couldn't lose anybody else replaceable. Clearly you got Melvin Gordon sitting on the couch at home. Austin Eckler has an incredible game. Mike Williams goes down next man up. Inman comes in, plays pretty well. Mike Williams is hurt. Now they lose Hunter Henry. I'm worried about this team. And I think I picked them to go to the playoffs. So, I mean, listen, they still have Keenan Allen, who's basically old reliable out there. He's probably going to give you 10 to 12 catches for 100 yards every single game. But the one thing I will say, did you see that sick one-handed pick by Malik Hooker? Oh, that was fucking amazing in the end zone. Why are people not talking about this more? That was Odell on defense. Because it wasn't Odell Beckham? I know he wasn't falling backwards and getting, you know, 10 penalties on him like Odell was on that one play, but... He literally caught that like it was a tennis ball. Yeah, and it was behind him, too. and just palmed it. Yeah, that was incredible. Um, and that's basically what sent it to overtime. Rivers missed Keenan Allen, who was wide open, threw it a little bit late, and Hooker made that great play. But incredible game, all in all. It was a really good game. And I think the Chargers proved this week that, you know what, we really don't need Melvin Gordon. They proved that they don't need Melvin Gordon. They would like him. Yeah, they, they, have, they have some questions, but... Again, I guess you technically it's a home game. So they won that game at home. 
I was impressed with Indy, and I wasn't impressed in a way that I was shocked. And when we talk about the next game, I was shocked with the team's performance. I wasn't shocked by, uh, I was not shocked by Indianapolis. I expected them to play well, go out there. I did say they would cover. It was six and a half. They lost by six, and it took overtime to do it. Now, what happened to the um, rookie All Pro the second year last year? He, I think he was defensive rookie of the year. The linebacker from Indianapolis. I saw him go down. I don't know if he's out for the year. I didn't see the injury report, no. Mm. We'll have to follow up on that when we do our picks yeah. or something I'll, next I'll, week. I know just analyzing this game, I feel pretty good about Indy because the rest of that, especially with Foles now out in Jacksonville and the pounding that Watson took the other night, who knows how long his season's going to last. This might shape up to be an Indianapolis win by default. I said it would be Houston. Maybe it'll be Indy. The next game was really... You want to talk about how the Jets should feel about the Bills? The poor, poor Bengals. They go out to Seattle in a game that I believe was 9.5. They were a 9.5 point dog in Seattle. Jadavion Clowney, by the way, comes out and plays 40 snaps. Clearly, these guys are in shape. Savage. Insane. But they absolutely punk Seattle. Dalton, they couldn't run the ball. But Dalton was just... Well, Mixon got hurt. Well, But that was it. Yeah. You know, they couldn't run the ball because he got hurt. But Dalton was slinging the ball all over that defense. John Ross is finally looking like an NFL wide receiver. Jesus, he looked good. And yep. the defense, you know, they, they actually played really, really well. Yeah, absolutely. You know what's crazy? Seattle does this every once in a while where they're big-time favorites at home and they just lay an egg. Which is weird because we've seen them do that on the road a lot, but I don't think of them like that at home. Which but just they goes do. To, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I, I wonder why Vegas continues to have these lines. Listen, you want to talk about playing for a head coach, and actually I know a Bengals fan who I was talking about, who talking about the game with this week. There's not many of those out there. And he was saying, he's like, these guys never played that hard for Marvin. And listen, we, we, we questioned the Zach Taylor hire. I know that was more done for offensive purposes. But he goes out to Seattle in his first game when his team's a nine-and-a-half-point dog. Frenchie predict them to be the worst team in the league. And you want to talk about feeling bad. Their kicker blows a, a field goal that would have won them the game. They had two penalties in the end of the game that gave Seattle the opportunity to win that football game and just undisciplined. Now, that's something that was always the case under Marvin Lewis's watch. Disheartening. Disheartening loss because they had that there. Now, you still feel you can look at a glass half full if you want. You go out to Seattle. Nobody gave you a shot. Dalton looked really good. Ross looked really good. The defense really was flying around. You clean up a couple of things with the rest of this division, aside from Baltimore, maybe you can go out there. I, I believe San Francisco is playing them this week in Cincy. Maybe get that game. And if you want to look at it glass half empty, this could be, oh, we emptied the tank in week one and we still lost. And then you see you know, that negative downward turn where they don't show up in week two, and then before you know it, it's a three-win season. But either way, I was very impressed with that game. I just kept waiting for Seattle to, to take control, and they never really did. No, they eked out with a win. Um, I think they'll be a lot better going forward. Um, Metcalf looked like a real player. He had a great game. You have the burner out there in uh, Tyler Lockett. I think he only had one or two receptions, but it went for a real long touchdown. So 
that saves his fantasy day. And Chris Carson had a monster game. Monster game. So, listen, hopefully they can figure it out defensively um, because you shouldn't be giving up that many points to the Bengals. But with Clowney out there, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna be really good this year. Yeah, they'll figure it out. Um, I'm not saying Super Bowl contender good. You, you did you pick him in a playoff team? Um, I don't remember. I don't think I so. definitely did not. I don't think so. But I expected them to play better in that game. All right. Um, let so, me talk about this game. Yeah. Well, we both we both fucked up with this game. You I and I were on as, the same. We were on uh, the same pick, but this was your sperm bank. Listen, you fool me once, shame on you. You fool me twice, shame on me. You fooled me for the seventh season in a row, Jameis Winston. I don't even know what to say. New Year, same Jameis. Now, when I was making my sperm bank pick of the week, do you remember what I said? I said, Jameis' Achilles heel is that he throws interceptions. The San Francisco Giants only had two picks all of last year. Do you know how many That would picks? be the San Francisco 49ers. The San Francisco Giants <coughs> I'm sorry. played baseball. I'm sorry. The San Francisco 49ers. Maybe that was your problem. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. San Francisco 49ers only had two interceptions all of last year. Not only did Jameis throw two picks. Is that sixes, true? They only had two all of last only year? Only two all of last year. They they had three this year, this this week, against Jameis. You could stick, you could fucking pull Vince Lombardi out of the fucking grave and have him coach on the sidelines. Bruce Arians wrote a book called The Quarterback Whisperer. And this guy's still doing the same old motherfucking shit. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. I should have been a little more conservative week one. I fired myself. Deservedly so. Now, San Francisco still has a lot of questions. I didn't... It wasn't the point. It wasn't a great game from Jimmy G by any stretch. But nonetheless, they went down there in the 110 degree heat. And they won the game... And it's the same old Bucks. Every year I get excited for this team. There's a ton of talent on it. They need a new quarterback. Yeah, I didn't pick this as my sperm bank because I don't have a sperm bank pick of the week. That's you reserved only for you. All, I, I didn't pick this game at all, but... You said that they were going to make the playoffs. I did. I agreed with you that this is the sneaky team out of the NFC. But we said, what was our reasoning for it? Jameis is going to have a better year between Arians and Leftwich coaching him up because he's on his the last funny hat shot. Boys. Wow, that was awful. And not awful in a way of like can you believe it? Cuz of course you can. He's done this his whole career. It was more just like you had this game on the silver platter laid up for you because the 49ers didn't play very well. You had chances to win this game the entire time. And you know, allowing the Niners to get 31 points. I know Seven of them came on a pick six by... Uh, oh, no. Two of them came on pick sixes. Sherman and... Uh, I forget the other... Yeah. Of them. So, 14 points on on pick sixes. I mean, that's that's hard to do, no matter how bad you are. I mean, Jimmy G threw a pick six as well. It was just... It, it wasn't getting, a good... They were handing the ball to the other team. Yeah. The, 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 the defense is... Uh, they had a field day, but no. This was, this was an ugly-ass performance by Jameis. And now they can clean it up. It's one week. Um, but if you're looking to make a statement and become a sneaky playoff team, uh, this is not a way to do it. Yeah, no, I, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm really, really, really disappointed in myself. Especially because you were trying. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. And that's how Arians feels. <laughs> yes, absolutely. He probably said that in the locker room to Jameis after. Uh, he probably whispered it to him because he is the quarterback whisperer. 
Hey, Jameis. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I'm just um, really, really disappointed. So next up after that, the Lions and the Cardinals kiss their sisters. Um, they tied it up. Terrible tie for the Lions. Great tie for the Cardinals, if you ask me. Oh, I, I totally agree. Kyler Murray looked like a deer in headlights for the first, what, three and three and a half quarters, and then he turned it on. It was like a different player. Uh, he got his big guys involved. He got Larry Fitzgerald involved and David Johnson. They they figured something out there late, and, and they looked incredible. And Matthew Stafford, you're playing against literally a bunch of no offense to them because they're playing in the NFL, and I'm not, but a bunch of jokesters. Patrick Peterson was out. Their other starting quarter was injured. You're playing against a bunch of guys off the street. And you're handing it to the running back way too many times. And the off, uh, the offensive coordinator, I believe, called timeout on a play that was easily the first down to seal the game. And that sent it to overtime, and you couldn't get the job done. Uh, it was a tough game to watch. It was fun to watch for Kyler, but I'm just glad Matty PP didn't get a win. You know what Kyler figured out when you said it looked like he figured something out there? He figured out that this team isn't very good, and even with half a quarter left, I can tie this game up. That's what he figured out. The, the fucking Detroit Lions... I'll get to Kyler in a minute. The fucking Detroit Lions, dude. This goddamn team. They are just the definition of mediocre. Matty PP, the rocket scientist, right? Oh, my God. With his laminated like, play card. Uh, the, the amount of asshole, boneheaded mistakes that this team made late in that game. I know Stafford didn't play well at all. But yeah, you had a 21 nothing lead. So what's wrong with the defense? Isn't Patricia supposed to be a defensive specialist? Well, that didn't work out very well because they one gave thing, up 21 points unanswered. One thing I will say, and they probably shouldn't have drafted him because they have holes in a lot of other positions, Hawkinson's a player. Of course he is. Yeah, no, I mean, I expected, we all expected him to play well but It's interesting them. because usually first-year tight ends aren't that great. And no, and it's money. one game, and again, you he played against nobodies. He actually probably had better competition going against every week when he was playing in the Big Ten last year than what the Cardinals rolled out there. But either way, this is just what the Lions do. They did it under Caldwell. They're doing it under Patricia. What are you doing calling a timeout? What are you doing? That That's somebody who doesn't know... What that's they're a, doing? That's somebody who doesn't have any idea... Of what the game is, or and shouldn't be on the sidelines, because that's incompetence. That is, there's nothing short of incompetence, right there from Patricia and the OC. So, what's next? All right, Stafford, not a very good performance at all. And this could be, I know I've rated him higher simply because he's had some good seasons. This could be the end of his, you know of him being anything at all. I mean, he could he could hit the skids, and I know a lot of people don't think highly of him anyway, but this is where you start to see him really, really turn it down into a below average quarterback because this was a not this was not a good performance. The defense sucks, the coaching sucks. You blow a twenty one point lead with half a quarter left. Now talking about Kyler for a second. You saw the good, you saw the bad, you saw why he has questions about his height. You also see how fucking mobile and what a freaking bullet of an arm. If he can get it over the defensive line, I think he had six passes batted down, five passes batted down. I mean, Sammy D. If you can get, if he can get the ball over the defense, this guy's electric. 
And we saw that. And I give Kingsbury a lot of credit. They could have folded. And Murray, you, you would have felt a lot less encouraged about that game if you roll out of there being shut out or you know only scoring seven points in garbage time. But to come all the way back, tie that game, the defense did step up in overtime. Um, I give them credit. Obviously, this is a team that's not expected to be very good. You're looking only – it's the Kyler show. You are only watching the Cardinals for Kyler Murray, and I know it was against just completely inadequate competition – but I think as a rookie quarterback, a first, you know, the number one overall pick, I think you can be encouraged about this. And now you get Absolutely. to go to Baltimore. In his first game, leading a comeback like that after playing literally terrible, you, there's a lot of good signs. And I like that from young quarterbacks yeah. because that's some. And we saw that from Lamar. You know, like he, it's a guy who you know he can change. He can turn the page. He has you know kind of that. All right, I'm fuck it. You know, I'm gonna just. I, I'm going to forget about... It's kind of like having that EY syndrome, amnesia. You throw a pick six, you come back, and, and what did he do for the first like eight years of his career? You know, Just come back and throw a touchdown pass. I always said I kind of liked that about Darnold. Well, that's what Lamar's done, and that's what Kyler did on Sunday. Definitely. All right, so the Patriots played a game, and the Steelers didn't get off the bus. Brutal. Brutal. And the Patriots look like they have a better team and a better roster than they have in the last few years, and I think they got a couple Super Bowl rings in the last few years. This is scary. Antonio Brown or not, we're done talking about that. This team is incredible. My man, this Patriots team, their secondary is one of the best in the league. Stephon Gilmore, the McCourty twins, I mean, they're flying all over the place. I mean, we saw what they did to a high-powered Rams offense in the Super Bowl. I mean, they they were great. And they just picked up, they gave up six points. In the Super Bowl, and then to a Steeler team that's picked to win, you know, the AFC North. Well, they basically it's just Bill Belichick. He said, "All right, Juju, you're not getting the ball. All right, Connor, you're not getting any breathing room to run the ball. Beat me, Dante Moncrief, who had five drops. Beat me, James Washington, who barely got open. Juju's first game is the number one receiver. They shut his ass down because they doubled him. Yep, it was. He's going to have to get used to that. Now, the other thing I'll say. I don't know why he doesn't get more criticism. It has to just be because he's on the Steelers. Who? Big Ben sucks. He sucks. I mean, he had a bunch of these games last year. Yeah. And everybody just, oh, Eli's been done for three years. I'm sorry. Can't you remember they tied the Browns in week one last year? Dude, remember that game against Jacksonville where he threw six picks? Mm-hmm. I think he had a run he, I think he had a run a touchdown in. Remember that game at Denver where he threw the interception right to the defensive player? He never even saw him. That was when Antonio Brown really started to lose it on him. I understand that the older quarterbacks and, and Rivers, you know, he's in the playoffs every year, and Roethlisberger's competing for the playoffs every year. With that roster, he hasn't. He's been done for like two years, in my Rivers opinion. Every time Rivers has been, Rivers is fine. Now, he, he has a little bit of a regression. He's not Brady, so you know those guys generally do. But all you hear about is how fucking awful Eli is, and how awful these other older quarterbacks are. Flacco, you he are sucks. Flacco is a had to bum. Eli in there. But it, but again, it's just like look at the rest of that team who he's had. Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, James Conner walks in. He's, I'm watching Roethlisberger every week. He hasn't been good in a long time. You're, you're absolutely I'm right. I'm not wrong. So I, I, I watched this game. It's like he didn't have 
he had no answers. I know he's over in his career in New England, and I'm watching Brady. Uh, for, and talk about the other side of the spectrum. That was the best I've seen Brady look in years. Yeah, he not only. I mean, he's always accurate, and that sounds like such a stupid comment. But I was he was throwing balls on a rope, a absolute rope into the tightest of spaces. He had more on the ball last night than I've seen him have on a ball in a couple of years. He was yeah. just absolutely torching well, that's a Steeler defense who poured a lot of resources. Big they ben. traded up for Devin Bush. He didn't work out the other day. And I'm going to tell you this. I, I want to see if you agree. They get rid of it. You finally get rid of Antonio Brown. You trade him to Oakland and you think, thank fucking God. Not only do we not have to deal with him, but he's going to be in Oakland who sucks. We don't have to worry about him. It's over, and you're seeing him, and you know it's like you're 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 looking at somebody who you thought pretty lowly of, or you know it's a toxic friend, and he says, you know, I'm going to show you, and I'm going to go move, and you know, I'm going to find a better spot, and you're like, all right, sure you are, man, you know, it's you're you're going to bring your own problems with you and your new spot, but whatever, and he goes far away, and you think, all right, you know, go go enjoy your life, I don't have to deal with you anymore, you know, you're out of my life, you're not a problem. And then all of a sudden, he walks into your work, takes a better job, and is now cozying up to the CEO. Uh, and I that's mean, and that's what just happened. Like it is. because but then, I, but you the, can't tell me that that was not on their minds as Saturday night they're preparing for the Patriots and they're hearing that the guy who helped make them one of the most explosive offenses, a guy who was a top player in the league is now joining the New England Patriots you're who you're right. going to be fighting for I think the bigger, for the AFC. I think the bigger thing is, is that they, they realize real quick that they're, that Antonio Brown probably wasn't their biggest problem. It might have been No, but bad. I think they would have I think they would have liked Antonio Brown on the field for them that last Absolutely. On Sunday. That's night. what I'm saying. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, I just think the difference is is that Big Ben eats a lot of tomatoes and Tom Brady doesn't. And I'm in trouble cuz I had t- tomatoes and ketchup today. I'm in big trouble. Yep. I, I think that's the only difference between the Listen, two. Listen, I I'm I'm just I I think that that mattered because I don't think the Steelers are that bad. I do think the Pats can be that good. I just think, but I, I don't think the Steelers are that bad on defense and offense. I, I really think that, think that they got them. off the bus and they were I, and they were just like, you know what, fuck this. I think that definitely affected them, but I also think the fact that 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 um, what's his face, Big Ben's never won in Pittsburgh, also really affected them. I know, not in Pittsburgh, in um, in New England. I think that affected. Well, them I mean, a lot. obviously, I I think I didn't pick him to win. I didn't pick him as a game at all. But in in my pool, I, I didn't pick him to cover. I thought that the Pats are the by far the better team. They're opening up at home. They're a better team than the Steelers. But thirty three to thirty three to three. That's an ass whooping. And the Steelers. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to say the Steelers are that bad. It's hard, you know, on both offense and defense. Well, Big Ben's they gotta washed. Figure he this went sh- up and down the games over the last few years. He's washed. I yeah, mean, but I think, three points. I don't know. I, I and like the defense just couldn't stop anything. I know it's Brady, but wow, that was. I thought that was really just. That was the worst performance a team can have on both offense and defense of a team that is supposed to have higher expectations. Well, now I'm worried. So about picking them to go to the playoffs because I think we both picked them to win that division. A lot can change, obviously, but we can only overreact to week one. And let's talk about a quarterback that everybody's been saying was washed up this year. And I'm going to use an adjective that they use on the broadcast. 
I think uh, maybe Booger McFarlane, who sounds a lot better this year than he did last year, called Drew Brees surgical. And he led that comeback, and he did an incredible job. Now, Deshaun Watson had an excellent game, and that's a guy who you put in Tier 5 as your quarterback. So I don't know if you're rethinking that or not. Right. He threw and might not be on the field long enough for that to change. You're right about that, but he threw, he drew, you got to say that was a big-time play he made to Kenny Stills. He drove that fucking ball. Oh, my right God. Through. Dude, I've never questioned him because of his talent. I said I put him in tier five because he hasn't played enough games for me and the team hasn't won enough games and he played one playoff game and he was awful. I think this was the best game of the week. It was up there. Yeah. You could definitely this say is a Colts game. Yep. And I thought even the I thought even the you know, if you want to just talk about competition or, or you know, as Don't far as close judge. Well, I mean, that's 17-16. It's a walk off field goal. It was a terrible, terrible game. <laughs> terrible game, and I don't want to think about it anymore. Talk about a walk-off field goal. What was that, a 67-yarder for 58, Will Lutz? 58. No, it was more than 60. Was it? I I was a, we'll I, no, I think it was a 58-yarder. Whatever. It was a bomb. Nice kick by him. Good job by Drew Brees leading the t- team down the field to get him in it position. It looked ugly, though. I'm shocked it had that much carry. Yeah, well, you know what? When you're in the dome like that, you get an extra couple yards out of it. This was a fun game. Both defenses did not look too hot. Um I mean, Lattimore is a good corner, but when you're guarding... Neither one really is. I think the Saints are better than that. I'm hoping the Saints are better than that, being that I picked them to win the division. When you're trying to guard DeAndre Hopkins, that guy's a fucking animal. And he made Lattimore, who's one of the better young corners in the league, look like shit. I hope he can come back from that. Alvin Kamara looked great. Um, But yeah, the thing that really worries me is that offensive line of Houston. And they went out and got Laramie Tunsil. Maybe he he was only on the team for like a week, I think. So he's going to have to have a little bit more time integrated into that. But that worries me because Watson was on the ground or running for his life a lot. Uh, do you know how many sacks he had? He, or he, how many times he got sacked the other night? What was it, five? No. Ten? A little over. He got sacked more than ten times. Or twelve. He was sacked twelve times? Yeah. Jesus Christ! Figure it the fuck out, Bill O'Brien. This guy's gonna get killed. This is go. This looks a lot like Andrew Luck all over again from his first few years in Indianapolis. Except he was sacked twelve times in which game? Monday night. He got destroyed. He was wow. on the ground all the time, and he made some great throws. I mean, even that throw he that touchdown pass he threw to Stills to to give them the lead. He got rocked as he threw that ball. It was a, I mean, I'm telling you, this offensive line is going to get him killed. And it's not his fault. But in Tier 5, I'm sorry, if you're not playing football games, eventually I can't put you in a higher tier. I need, you to, guys. Eli, I need you to lower him in tiers now. No. Eli, Why? Because we're talking about right now. Eli's a fucking Tier 6. One game. And actually, his numbers weren't awful. Neither were Watson's. I'm not saying they were. All right. I, I got to see him play more than like five or six games. All right. Bro. I have to. And if this and it's not his fault, but the offensive line is going to get him killed. Last game. I don't want to give this team any fucking credit because I hate them, but I'm going to give the Raiders some credit. After just the most tumultuous couple months, everything that led into the weekend, the soap opera that was Antonio Brown. John Gruden put together an, a game plan. Derek Carr looked good. That team he did real good. Yeah, that team looked like they just they were inspired. 
They were inspired to tell Antonio Brown to take a walk. They were inspired to tell the rest of the football world to take a walk. And I give them credit. Denver's not a great team. I know I picked them to go to the playoffs. I'm going to stick by them. But that was not Flacco a good. It was not. Ass. It was not a good performance. Not at, at all. all. And you know what? And, and I know Gruden was all in on um, Antonio Brown, Darren Waller, Tyrell Williams, and the rookie was his name, Josh Jacob Jacobs. Is that yeah. it or Jacobs? Yeah, Josh Jacobs. Yeah, three amazing pickups. Darren Waller, a guy who played. It was either Baltimore or Jacksonville. He was always he, he said he did drugs like every single day, like he was doing like pills and all anything he can get his hands on. Made sense to go to the Raiders. <laughs> Looked like he cleaned up his act. He said he's been clean now. He looks like a top five tight end in the league. That guy has like four four speed. He looked incredible. Tyrell Williams. He wanted to stay with the Chargers. They couldn't afford him. And I see why Oakland gave him that kind of money because he looked great. And ja- what's his name? Jacobs? Yeah, Josh Jacobs. He looked great as well. And that offensive line looked really good, too. Roll Tide. Come on, Tom. I don't fucking care about Roll Tide. I told you I'm out on college football. I'm done. That, it was just an inspiring performance. And the Broncos look like absolute dog shit. Now, I know they're they're missing a couple offensive linemen. Another one went down, like, mid-game. They couldn't get anything going on offense at all. No. And I don't know whether or not to credit the Raiders or, or say or discredit the Broncos. I think it's I think a little it's bit both. of both. Yeah, I think it's both. Now the guy that they got out of Mississippi State, the safety number twenty four. Yeah, he needs to chill. Yep. I love that he wants to go out there and hit, dude. He was he knocked his own player out yeah, of the fucking he was game. Going fucking nuts. Yeah. He needs to chill a little bit. Uh, I'd say so. Um, to be perfectly honest with you, man, I'm watching that game. I, I only watched the first half, but I I was able to see a lot of highlights the next morning. I was thinking, man, Flacco looked just like he did in Baltimore because he's got about the same vanilla offense that he had in Baltimore prior to last year. And um, I'm watching Oakland, and I just said, that's an inspired team. And their coach, his name is what? Vic Fangio, right? Yep. He's supposed to be a defensive guru? Yeah. How'd that go? Not well for game one. And, and you have two of the best pass rushers in the league. Yeah. And they didn't get I was I was impressed with what Carr did. Um, again, I would, the, the guy word, was the guy, you know what I was really impressed by him was, was his, his maneuverability in the pocket. Yeah. He was stepping up and throwing dimes. Hey, three years ago when the Raiders kind of came out of nowhere and were a surprise team before he got hurt against Houston in that game in Mexico city. I mean, they were well on their way to being, you know, the upset team of the year. I forgot they had to start that guy out of Michigan state that, that playoff Connor game. cook. Yeah. Yeah. Where's he? I don't know. I'd be <laughs> shocked if he's still in the league, but I'd say that about Nate Peterman and he's in Oakland. But um, I'll tell you this, man. Football is one of those sports. It is actually the ultimate team sport, right? And, you know, you see in baseball every day, the worst team. I mean, the Tigers beat the Yankees last night. The Orioles have somehow 40, 40 something wins. In basketball, if a great team chooses not to show up, they can get punked by a frisky team. Football, whether it's college or pro, you got to bring your A game every time. And these guys play for pride. These are their livelihoods. This is what they do to try to feed their families. This is what they do to make the name for themselves. And when I see a team like Oakland who went through more shit, some of it very much on their own, but not from their players. You know, you question Gruden all you want. Question Mayock all you want. All of it's fair. 
I don't think they're a very good team still. But they go out there on a Monday night game, their last opening day in Oakland before they move to Vegas next year. And they came out and just played an inspired, hard-fought, well-disciplined football game. All those guys were, you know, they were fundamentally sound. They they played their best kind of game. That was only a 24-10 to 10 win, and that's probably the best that they are. But I give them a lot of credit. It is the ultimate team game. They played an ultimate team game. Absolutely. And I, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs by any means, but I don't think they're going to be as terrible as we thought. Yeah, we'll find out. I mean, they could go out there. Who do they have this week? Uh, they have the can't can't sit Chiefs. Shit. Yeah. So I you know, know. Well, we're not we're not thinking too highly about them in that game, but it's it's a game that you can hang your hat on as a team and say, for all the shit that we've taken, we just won, and we're one and zero. And there you go. Yeah, I feel good about that. If you're a fan. I know our teams Absolutely. aren't one to know. So no, no, we're not. We're not. All right. So let's recap last week. I, I gotta say before we move on, kind of rooting for Gruden just a little bit. I thought that his post game was awesome, and I'm not the I'm not a Gruden guy. I think he's You're in not way, a Gruden grinder. No, he's in way over his head. But I thought he said everything perfect. In the post game, he's like, "Listen, you guys are. I've been having my temple banged in by this Antonio Brown thing, and listen, I don't want to talk about him anymore. Okay, I'm sorry. He's not here. He's on the Patriots. I wish him nothing but the best, you know. But we're here, and for the guys in this locker room, we cared and we just won the game. I thought that was awesome, and I think that was the epitome of what he was back in his heyday as a coach." You're trying to bring it, you know, to this era of football, and we can talk for hours extensively about that. But I'm rooting for the him. other night. I was for sure. I'm. St- I I I'd like to see Oakland do well this this uh this season. All right, so Spider two wide banana. <laughs> let's uh let's recap our picks from last week. So Sean, you went one and three. You eked by with the um with the Chargers by taking Indianapolis minus six and a half. Chargers only won by six. You also took the Giants. Um, plus seven. Told you that was a fan pick. That got, was got a fan ass pick. Kick. Happens to the best of us. I think I did the same thing. You took Cleveland. We went over how that went. They were minus five and a half against Tennessee. They lost forty-nine to thirteen. Uh they lost. Let me see. Forty-three to thirteen. There it is. I'm sorry. And you took the Jets. Um, I'm gonna blame you on their loss. You jinx them. Thank you for that. Yeah, I'm sure it has nothing to do with the undisciplined play, the bad kicker, and uh, nothing at all. Bad quarterback your play. Okay. All right, so I went two and two. That's not good, but it's better than you. I took the Jets with a homer pick. I really, you know, we both liked them at home to start the season. That's a tough. They only one. lost by one point. They yes. didn't get their dicks kicked in. No, but a loss is a loss, and you can't have that kind of shit happening at home. And it was a terrible way to lose, just altogether. I took the Baltimore Ravens against Miami. Um, we should probably pick against Miami, no matter the spread, every time this this season. Even with the Patriots minus nineteen on the road, I took the Dallas Cowboys minus seven against the Giants. That one I felt good about. Yeah, you complain about your game, but at least that was a game. This game was over in the second quarter. I'd almost rather, honestly, because I had hope for the Jets this year. You're, nice. you know, it depends how you slice it. Yeah, both suck. They're both losses. Final one, my sperm bank pick of the week. I've complained about this enough already. As Bill Belichick would say, we're on to Cincinnati. 
I'm on to the next week. Sorry about that, guys. Dino Hypeco had to fire me. Um, Isn't that you? I fired myself, yes. We've gone over this. Dino like Hypeco does not want to associate themselves with that kind of debauchery. All right, so let's move on to the next week. Why don't we lead off, because they're at the top of the list here, with the New York Giants at home facing the Buffalo Bills. The 1-0 at MetLife already this year, Buffalo Bills. The Giants are underdogs, home underdogs, plus two. So. I'm going to take the New York Giants this week. I don't think the Buffalo Bills are going to be able to pull it off twice in basically a week at MetLife. They might win by one again, but I think the Giants cover this spread at minus two. I would have liked it to be three. I would have liked it to be two and a half. But it's two, and I'm still going to go with the Giants this week. All right, well, obviously picking as a fan doesn't work, so a little reverse psychology might. But in addition to that, I'm going to take the Bills because, to be honest with you, and I stated that when we talked about it with the Jet game, they played well enough to hang 24, 27 points on the Jets. They shot themselves in the foot that mm-hmm. entire first half with bad bad quarterback play and a bunch of fucking idiotic Giants, penalties. The Giants Do I think the Giants are better than the Jets? No. I think that they're just as bad, which means if the Bills play just as bad as they did against the Jets, which I don't think they will, they'll still beat the Giants. I expect them to play better than they did against the Jets. That second half will carry over to the first half. This season could get away from the Giants very, very quickly. Uh, I hope I'm wrong, but I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills minus two in this game. Smart pick. Savvy pick. All right, so Monday night football. The Jets are plus two and a half at home at MetLife. Back-to-back days at MetLife. That's pretty cool. Against Sean's Cleveland Browns. I know you're a big Browns guy this year. Choking dogs. Gutless Cleveland Browns. I'm going to take the Jets here. I think the Browns are going to win the game, but I think it's going to be by two points or less. And I don't feel good about this one, but I'm going to go with the Jets here. I'm going to go with the Browns. I'm just kidding. I'm not picking this clown show team. So both of these teams have big issues. I don't like when you pick the Jets. I I don't want to pick the Jets, but the Browns leave me no choice because (laughs) I picked them last week and said they're not a playoff team, but they're home with a a five-and-a-half-point favorite over the lowly Titans. And Marcus Mariota and Derrick Henry looked like the next coming of... uh, of the of Walter Payton and Jim McMahon in '85, like honestly, it was just what a disaster that was for them. So, I'm gonna go with the New York Jets. They are at home again. Please don't let this be another four-win team for them because I think the Giants are trending in that direction. You gotta win one of these two first games at home because the schedule is gonna get pretty tough soon. Bury the Browns. That's my slogan this week. I'm going with the Jets. <laughs> there you go. Nice little slogan. I like it. All right, for my third pick, I'm going to go down to Washington. Washington is at home against the Dallas Cowboys. Washington is plus five. At home, they are a home underdog. Give me the Dallas Cowboys in this one. I don't think that they're going to get off to nearly as slow of a start as the Eagles. I think they're going to run up the score, and this is going to be a big-time win. The Cowboys end up 2-0, Will Creams' jeans, and... Are you going to be with him when this happens? I'm not allowed to watch the Cowboys. He watches them alone. A backstory to that. So last year at my birthday, all I wanted to do, uh, my birthday was on a Sunday, September 23rd. It's coming up if anybody wants to shoot me a birthday text or whatever, birthday email. All I wanted to do was You watch, don't even check our email. Email something else. All right, fine. DM. DM. Sometimes I check that. 
we were we were hanging out on my deck watching the game, and we look over at Will, and we're like, it was the Seahawks game. Remember when they lost the Seahawks? And the, oh yeah. And I th- I think they got revenge in the playoffs. Like, but I think he's crying. I I think Will actually cried last year. That's embarrassing. The this is a grown so, man. So back to the point. Very understandable that he wants to watch the games alone in solidarity, so he can cry out loud. That's sad. You know, you make fun of me for my basketball jerseys and say grown men don't wear that. Well, at least I don't cry at my team. I just, you know, yell profanity. The Jets or the Knicks win a Super Bowl or, or, or a championship. Different if you're crying, you know, in I'll happiness. Cry. Yeah. And that would be valid. But Yankees, not when I a probably... team loses a regular season game. Yeah, in September. Yeah. Much none, you know. But... Sorry, Will, but that's poor. So back to the back to the picks. Give me Dallas minus five points in Washington. Will might not wear pants for the rest of the day. All right, so why don't you go back-to-back picks for me so we can line up the segment? I'm down with that. All right, I'm going to go to Baltimore, where the Ravens are a 13.5-point favorite against the Arizona Cardinals. And that's fair based off of what the (laughs) Baltimore Ravens did uh, down in Miami in Week 1. I still think they're going to win this game. But 13.5 is an absurd number. And I think they'll win this game easily. But 13.5 is an absurd number. I got to see more from that defense. The The Dolphins were chasing them the entire time. So, you know, you could just sit back and cherry pick the turnover machine. That is Ryan Fitzpatrick. I want to see what Kyler can do. This is his first road game. And we were both very impressed with the poise that he showed to end that game. I know he didn't do anything in overtime, but... Hey, you came back in your first game and you ended in a tie. It's not the worst thing in the world. And I'm going to be watching some of this game. This is going to be a red zone game for me because I want to I want to see Kyler. So I'm going to pick Arizona to cover this lofty 13.5 point spread in Baltimore. Give me the Cardinals. My last game. Going to Sunday night down in Atlanta. Philadelphia. One and a half point favorite in Atlanta. Give me the Philadelphia Eagles. They didn't play. Not like what you saw out of Atlanta, huh? No. And again, like people are gonna be like, "Why'd you pick? You know, you picked the Falcons to go to the playoffs." Well, I also picked the Eagles to win the East. So one of these teams has to win. Mm -hmm. I didn't love what I saw out of Atlanta. I really didn't. And that, and I expect them to play better than that. They're too talented on the offensive side of the ball, and they're good enough defensively. Philadelphia got off to a very slow, sluggish start in Philly last week against Washington, and it is what it is. They came back with a vengeance and hung 35 on the Redskins. This is going to be a good game. I expect this game to be pretty close, but Philadelphia is going to pull this one out on the road, advance to 2-0. and If Dallas goes 2-0, and these two teams are going to be fighting with each other for that NFC East crown, and the Eagles are going to have to keep pace. They're going to win this game and cover the one-and-a-half point spread down in Georgia. All right, so here it is, week two. I'm up one game on Sean. I need this week. I need a 4-0. Sperm Bank Pick of the Week is sponsored by no one. After I was fired subsequently last week, I could not find another sponsor. I'm working on it. I'm making phone calls. I'm calling anybody. I don't even care. Just give me some free merch. I don't even need money. It's sponsored by nobody, guys, this week. So we need to get a big-time win in this one. I'm going to go down to Tennessee. The Tennessee Titans are favored by three points at home against the Indianapolis Colts. 
I like what I saw from Indy last week. I think they hang with this team. I think they might even get the win. Give me the Indianapolis Colts plus three in Tennessee. Lock it in. Get to the sperm bank. It's pretty dry right now. Donate whatever you can. That is the sperm bank pick a week. The Colts plus three at Tennessee. All right, everybody. You heard you it. You guys definitely thought I was going to go down to Miami and pick New England plus or minus 19. Even I'm not crazy enough to do that. I bet you they do cover it, but I can't be doing that. You know, maybe Tom Brady sits the entire second half. You don't know. You don't know. I mean, you've to pick a game like that with that spread. You know, you just you let them put up their 28 points, but you don't touch that. Last game. Last year I would have picked it, but this year I'm I'm serious. Oh, I know. And you got off to quite the start. Two so two baby. All right, here we go. So Thomas Burnbank pick of the week, week two. Sponsored this time by no one. We'll be very interested to see what the sponsor would be next week if he does not get this one. Either way, guys, thanks for tuning in to the first NFL Wednesday of what will be a full season's worth. We're looking forward to it. Hope you guys enjoyed. Um, Stay tuned on the baseball. Enjoy the weekend of college football. Tom won't and the NFL. I'm done with college football. And um, everybody take care. We'll talk to you all next week. We'll talk to you guys on Monday.